Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. This is episode 15. Today's topic is on how the SBA's All Small Mentor Protege Program can grow your business. It would be greatly appreciated if you would subscribe and rate the podcast. So let's get into today's topic. The All Small Mentor Protege Program, otherwise known by SBA as MPP, was designed to provide small businesses with business development assistance and to enhance their ability to successfully compete federal contracts. So let's talk about eligibility. To be eligible to participate in the program, a protege must either be a for-profit business or an agricultural cooperative that is considered small for the NAITS code in which they are wanting assistance from the mentor-protege relationship. Other requirements. Protege has to have experience in the NAITS code in which they're seeking assistance. Your mentor is a for-profit organization and does not own more than 40% equity in your business. SBA has not made a determination of affiliation between your business and your proposed mentor. Both mentor and protege have active SAM registrations in SAM.gov. So what are the rules that apply to this program? All right, let's get into it. The protege may have only one mentor at a time and cannot have more than two mentors across all SBA-administered mentor-protege programs. So what does that mean? So if you're an A-Day company and you have a mentor in that program, and it's been approved by SBA, then you can have a mentor in the all-small, but you can only have a maximum of two. But they would have to be in totally different NATES codes. Okay, the next requirement, mentors may only have up to three protégés. SBA may authorize a small business to be both a mentor and a protégé, but only if you can demonstrate that the second relationship won't compete or conflict with the first mentor-protégé relationship. So what type of assistance can the mentor provide to the protégé? All right, so it's basically broken down to categories. The first one is management and technical assistance. The examples are HR, accounting systems, manufacturing, and technology transfers. All that can take place under management and technical assistance. Financial assistance or equity investments, loans, that type of stuff. Contracting assistance, contract performance, venture agreements, Trade education, identify markets, uh, explore markets, business development assistance, business planning, marketing, networking, relationship building, general administrative assistance, daily operations enhancements, capacity building, funding. Those are the types of assistance. General and administrative assistance, daily operations. They can help you improve your operations, make it run more efficiently. Capacity building, funding assistance. So what's the benefits of the Mentor-Protege program? Mentors can help grow your networks and challenge you in positive ways that will help you grow your business and develop. In order to meet the size standards required to get set-asides, 
both businesses in the joint venture need to be small. If either or one of these businesses is not considered small net NAIDS code of the procurement, the joint venture will not qualify to win the small business set aside. Why not? SBA has affiliation rules that prohibit non-small businesses, so in other words, a large business, from entering into a joint venture to bid on small business set-asides. The rules are intended to, one, preclude a small business from leaning too heavily on a large business in order to win a contract, and two, protect a small business from being taken advantage of by larger businesses. One of the most tangible benefits of the All Small Mentor-Protégé program is the ability to receive an exclusion from affiliation. This allows a small business to leverage the experience and relationship of a larger, more richer company. The exclusion of affiliation allows a qualifying small business can enter a joint venture agreement with a business of any size. That is, if SBA approves your mentor-protege agreement, you and your mentor may joint venture for any small business set-aside that you qualify for, regardless of your mentor's size. That is the biggest benefit to the all-small mentor-protege program. Now let's talk about the mentor-protege agreement. In order to be considered for the all-small mentor-protege program, you need to submit a document called the mentor-protege agreement. MPA to SBA, Small Business Administration. This document is a roadmap for the relationship between you and your mentor. The mentor-protege agreement should assess your business development needs, specify how your mentor will address your needs, and set a developmental timeline for delivery of the assistance that your mentor consists, commits to. A mentor-protege agreement may be approved for three years, with an option to renew for another three years. For example, you may have two three-year mentor-proteges with different mentors, and each may be extended for an additional three years, provided the mentor provided the agreed-upon assistance. So what does the mentor-protege agreement need to address? First, it needs to address how this assistance so the mentor-protege agreement must specifically address the following. One, address how the assistance to be provided will help the protege meet the goals defined in the protege's business plan. Yes, the protege has to have a business plan. Two, provide a single point of contact within your mentor's organization who will be responsible for managing and implementing the MPA. State, that the mentor will provide the agreed-upon assistance for at least one year. We want a one-year commitment, or SBA wants a one-year commitment. Identify how the assistance to be provided differs from any assistance being provided under another mentor-protege agreement, if applicable. State that either you or your mentor may terminate the agreement within 30 days' notice to the other party and to SBA. Statement specifying that any changes to the agreement must be made in writing and be approved by SBA in advance. Both parties to the MPA must sign and date the agreement. 
SBA will not approve the mentor-protege agreement unless SBA can determine that their mentor-provided assistance will promote real developmental gains for the business and is not merely a vehicle for the mentor to receive federal small business set-asides. And that's what they're looking for, is make sure that the mentor is not taking advantage of you and the system. So how do you find a good mentor? Good question. Mentors can help you grow your networks and challenge you in positive ways. As you look to identify a potential mentor, it is critical that you do your research. Make sure the potential mentor has a good reputation and are willing and able to coach and mentor you. If you haven't worked with them before, you know, if you haven't worked with them before, what do you know about them? If they approach you about a a potential mentor-protege relationship, do you know why they did that? Be sure your prospective mentor is just not looking for access to federal small business set-aside contracts. I always tell my clients to test out a potential mentor-protege relationship before you go to all the work to establish the mentor-protege agreement. It is best to work together with that potential mentor on a small project first because you want to see how well you work together with each other. Problems will come up. How well does that mentor handle those problems? How well does he advise you? How well does he assist you? I have found that many businesses will agree to do work together, but once money comes into play, they act totally differently. I've seen this happen to both mentors and protégés. Does your potential mentor have a good supplier relationships? And what experience do they have working with the federal government? It's some people that tried to choose a mentor that didn't have any federal government experience, and that's great if you want to grow your business that way. However, if you want to use the government contracting side, they really need to have the federal experience. Be clear about what you need from the relationship, and be sure it's reflected in any agreement that you work out. Above all, make sure that they are what they are offering matches the needs and that it fits with your business growth. One thing to watch out for is they you should not have any agreement, outside agreement, gentleman's agreement, handshake agreement, verbal agreement, whatever you want to call it, that contradicts the mentor-protege agreement. That's a warning sign. What is the mentor qualifications? Your mentor must qualify to participate in the program. This is what they need to do. They need to be able to carry out the responsibilities under the proposed mentor-protege agreement. They have to provide value to you, the protege, through imparting practical experience and lessons learned, or through their knowledge of business operations and government contracting. And they have to possess good character. Once your mentor-protege agreement has been approved by SBA, now you can create a joint venture agreement and go after set-asides that your protege is eligible for. There are three points that the protege should be aware of. Each joint venture must be separately identified with the appropriate DUNS and CAGE numbers in SAM.gov. The type in SAM.gov must be identified as a joint venture with the individual joint venture partners listed. All joint venture agreements must be in writing, and you, the protege, must meet the program-specific requirements for the set-aside that you are seeking. 
While joint venturing is a great opportunity, there are risks that another business will protest your joint venture. And you could lose a bid if your joint venture agreement isn't written or structured appropriately. SBA does not review or approve joint venture agreements. There is statutory guidance that can help you know what is to be included, and that is referring back to 13 CFR. CFR, if you remember from previously, our talks is Code of Federal Regulations. If you just type 13 CFR in Google, the Code of Federal Regulations has multiple parts, and you need to know what part covers the particular program that you're, you're in. So if you're in the 8A program, you would go to 13 CFR 124. It's in the 500 series, dot 500. Okay, joint venture agreement has to state the following. It has to state the purpose of the joint venture. It has to designate the protege or the small business as a managing venture. And one of your employees has to serve as a project manager responsible for the contract has to state that the small business must own at least 51% of the joint venture entity and that your business will receive profits from the joint venture that are commensurate with the work performed. Provide for the establishment and operation of a special bank account in the name of the joint venture that's signed by all parties. Itemize all major equipment, facilities, and resources to be furnished by each party. If any area that, if there's no equipment needed or no facilities and no resources, make sure you specify that in the agreement also. Specify each party's responsibilities with regard to contract negotiations, label source, labor sourcing, and contract performance. Obligate all parties to ensure that the contract is performed, regardless of whether one party withdraws from the agreements designates that the managing venture is responsible for maintaining accounting and administrative records and require that they, managing venturer, keep all original records of the joint venture once the contract is complete. And this is really important. Every, the protege needs to control those records. And it needs to have a statement that all quarterly financial statements showing cumulative contract receipts and expenditures are to be submitted to SBA within 45 days at the end of each operating quarter of the joint venture. Applying for the program. If you meet the preliminary criteria and you're ready to apply to the program, you will need to gather the following. Certificate of completion from the SBA website on the All Mentor Protege program. You have to do it and your mentor has to do it. So you need two of those certificates. Electronic documents. You need the protege's completed business plan. And you need to include any active mentor-protege agreements you have with either SBA or another federal agency. Next, SBA size redetermination letter is needed if SBA has ever found you to be other than small in the NAIDS code in which you're seeking assistance in. And the proposed mentor-protege agreement. Now that you've gathered these materials, you will need to ensure that your SAM registration has the NAITS code listed under your profile that you're requesting business development assistance. This is critical. SBA will not approve your mentor-protege program unless you have that NAITS code listed under your business. 
and either as a primary or secondary. If you need to add, revise your uh, codes in SAM, please make sure you do so and wait at least 24 hours before entering that information into the Mentor-Protege program application to ensure that the information has been updated. Finally, you will need to know your mentor's DUNS number. Now that you're ready to apply, you will need to complete an online registration through SBA's certify.sba.gov system. I will have a link to the website for you in the show notes. When you enter the site, you'll be asked a series of questions to determine your program eligibility. There will also be prompts asking you to upload electronic copies of all required documents. Once you have uploaded and completed the application, you will need to wait to hear from SBA. Unfortunately, there's no way to know the length of time. They do have regulations that state how long it takes, but I can't tell you for sure. They're usually pretty fast on the Metaprotege stuff that comes back relatively. I've, I've seen it come back the next day. I've seen it come back within less than 30 days. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast. So for any information you want to know about, I will have a little synopsis in the today's show notes. And most this information from today's website was actually taken off of the SBA's course that you had to, to I ran through the course just to make sure I covered everything that you needed to know. And we hope you enjoyed today's show. Again, I ask that you subscribe and rate the podcast. Until next week, be safe.